And we are back here talking LAFC. Uh, we're going to talk big win on the road against FC Cincinnati, the first time they've gone to Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, you know, they come behind second time. I think that's second or third time. He's been doing that. Got a little squeaking noise over here. Uh, but yeah, here to help me join, talk talk everything. Here we got JP Marcus. JP, how you doing? What's up, man? I'm good, good. Good weekend, good win. Uh, you know, just happy to talk about it. Yeah, you, you did you bring your uh, your rubber ducky or what? I hear a lot, hearing a lot of squeaking over there. I, I'm just moving my computer and it's squeaking. I don't know the bottom of it, but <laughs> it, it's it, it's all good. I, I'm just teasing. Um, but yeah, no man, big win, bad, big big. I know you have to be excited, LAC at the top. But what would you do? What'd you do uh, outside outside of LAC? Uh, what'd you do this weekend? I went out to dinner on Friday. Oh, it was nice. Then went to like this arcade bar. Um, in the arts district, um, and then on Saturday I worked. So nothing arcade there. Arcade bar? What? 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 Arcade bar? I think it's like eight eighty two. Um, okay. Yeah, it's by Little Tokyo in the arts district. You you know you get the drinks at the bar, and then they have like cool retro arcade games that you could play. So uh, that was fun. I always like a good arcade bar. There's, there, I don't, I haven't been to one. There used to be one next to the Dodger Stadium. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you. There was like this bar right next to like the was it like the Super Eight or something like that. Down on that road, there used to be like a little. So before, like some of the Dodger games, a couple years, um, <laughs> a couple years ago, I would, I would, I would go there. Um, but unfortunately, I haven't been to one. I remember when I was in San Diego, there was one, and then in Phoenix, I've been to a couple ones. But I haven't been there. You're gonna have to let me know uh, next time I go up there. Um, there we go. Andy's a part of the JP fan club. I like that. He says Jill only knows about. <laughs> <laughs> There are no arcade bars out in Santa Monica. Andy's a big, uh, big fan of the Santa Monica parking lots for whatever reason. I don't, yeah. I don't know. You're gonna have to ask him about that. But the I don't biggest, know. The biggest, the biggest, the biggest fan. But yeah, he knows all about the the parking lots out there. But yeah, no, JP, it's good. It's good to, to go around the city and do all the, all the different things. Would you Would you go to dinner? Um, Manuela's. It's in the Arts District. It's pretty nice. The cocktails are good. So can't complain about my Friday night. Dang, look at you, JP, doing doing things big, man. Doing doing uh big things. They said, Hola, hi JP. Uh they said, Are you from yeah, I'm from well, I'm from uh West Covina. Um I'm assuming you know that tap, but yeah, I'm from West Covina. Uh but yeah, LA, you know, support all the LA teams and stuff. But um, but yeah, let, let, let's talk about this 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 uh this big weekend. Um, you know, we've seen the the LAFC uh, team, you know, come from behind. It was it was a tough it was a tough game for them. It was it wasn't a really easy game. What what were your overall thoughts? It wasn't pretty, but you know they came back. Um, they, I think they gave the goal away. Bad bad pass to Ilya, who you know didn't want to foul, and and it leads into the goal. Um, but Dolo subs always you know seem to come in and and get the job done. Uh, we saw it last week with with Kansas City, and now we see it again in Cincinnati. Um, but yeah, I mean the team. The team finds a way to win, you know. And Dolo in the press conference was a uh, was you know self analytical, or you know that he he knows that the team didn't play well, but you know good teams find a way to win, and that's ultimately what's important. And they still on top of the supporter shield uh, and the West standings. Yeah, no, I mean that that's the biggest thing because when they when they went down, um, it was right before half. Maxine Crepo, uh, you know, gave that. I, I think he tried to force it to Ilya Sanchez. And unfortunately, they Cincinnati stole the ball, and they came. You know, they stole the ball right there, and, and ended up scoring. Um, I think that's the first mistake I could you could actually blame on Maxine Kripo because uh, you you don't really see that from him. 
I know if he could, he probably wouldn't wouldn't commit the same mistake twice. But um, um, you never. It's always tough when you get scored right before half, especially in a game like this. So I was very interested to see how LAFC was going to bounce back from this, what they were going to do, and they responded. This responded pretty well, even though. It was not their best game, but you're right. They they did get the win, and that's the most important thing. Um, I do want to talk about uh, uh, Kellen Acosta because he got the first goal on the – I know it ricocheted. Uh, but let, let's watch the goal, and then we'll talk about it. Carlos Vela. Deep outswinging ball. E.B. August there, back sideways. Rio thought about the overhead. Now it's fired into the back of the net. LAFC have tied the game. Kellen Acosta with a All right, JP, when you see that rocket of a goal, you know, Kellen Acosta, is this, I believe, is that, that's his first goal with LAFC. Yes. Uh, what were your, what were your thoughts when you saw that goal go in? You know, they've been knocking, they were knocking on the door, you know, all game. Um, they had their chances and finally, you know, Kellen took, took the chance and, and shot it on goal. You know, sometimes you just need to put it, put it, put your shot towards the goal and, and it'll go in with a ricochet or whatever the case may be, but you just got to shoot. Um, I think that's something that the team is starting to do a bit more um they're starting to shoot a bit more so that's good kellen finally opens up his with his first goal for for the black and gold um somebody who's been playing well but hasn't been able to get on the stat sheet to you know uh highlight his good performances but this is only a confidence boost for him and, and the whole team you know the team now has 12 different scores um it's not all relying on carlos vela you know maybe like years past or, or on a certain uh player or chicho how it was at the end of last season you know the team can can find ways to score with different players um, and different opportunities. So that's always great. That always builds confidence and morale for everybody in the team. Yeah, uh, he's one player that so far this season been so close to scoring some of those one of those bangers, and he finally got one. Even though it did ricochet, but we know he's he he's he's a quality type of player, and he can produce these type of special moments. And you can see the excitement there, just being able to score a, a rocket like that it goes. And that's what they needed too, especially being being down. You know, one oh, they needed they needed something from someone, um, and it was good to see Kellen Acosta, you know, get his first goal for the for LAFC, uh, first goal for him. Uh, I know it's gonna be a memorable one, but also to see that you know he can also be that threat up top because we know his passing is already there. But if he he's able, they say let's say he gets five goals this season or something like that. I don't know. That's that's gonna be with with all the star power they have up top. That that's gonna be like the cherry on top. You know, if Kellen Acosta, Mamadou Fall, Jesus Murillo has gone to go. Like, I don't – there's been a lot of LAFC. Almost a whole roster, I want to say. Almost. Yeah. Almost has had a goal. It's 12. 12? 12? Okay, players. look, that's yeah. a whole that's a whole roster then. That's more than a whole roster in the sub right there. That, to me, it, it, it is insane that 12 different LAFC players uh, have scored a goal this season. I – when you, when that is happening, you know you have a very, very a very well stacked team and a very well even balanced team that twelve different players are able to score and give you that type of production. Yeah, I mean it's it makes the job easier for Dolo. Um, you know anybody who he puts in on the bench or starts is going to respond. Is going to be a threat uh, to put goals back in the net. And that was a problem um, that we saw last season. You know Bob. Oh, was was you know pu puzzled as well of what 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 else could he have done last season to to make these guys uh score and sometimes the, the chances were there you know they would dominate games but nobody would be able to put in the back of the net um and now now you know 12 players 12 different players are you know lifting their hands up and saying give it to me i'll, I'll put in the back of the net 
Um, so that's only great for, for Dolo, makes the job easier for him and the players because now everyone can say, oh, I can score. And, and maybe, you know, they're not used to it. So that's also a confidence builder. Yeah, and this it's also, too, uh, when you play a tough game like this, you get to see, you know, sometimes, like, for whatever reason, if Vela is not going to get to that goal or can't get to that goal or, you know, Chicho can't get to that goal, someone else is going to be able to uh, step up for the, for this uh, for this game. And uh, another player that, you know, that, that has been uh, having the motion, at least this, this past week, was Danny Masewski. I think he had two goals against in the Open U.S. Open Cup uh, against Orange County at home. And he he scores another one. <clears throat> he he came in a sub. He came in a sub for Chicho. Comes in and scores a game winning goal. Uh, I think that's a very very special uh, thing to have that you can have all these different types of goal scorers. But let's look at this goal because I, I think it was it was very. Uh, it just it's a goal that you see that this player is in motion. He has it going right now. Yeah, what did you think when Chicho went out and uh, obviously Danny Masepsi came in? Because obviously that that is not um, you want everybody wants to see more of Chicho, obviously. But you know, it seems like Danny obviously has a hot hand and everything like that. What were your thoughts? And then uh, uh, obviously after he scored the goal, I think it was a normal substitution. You know, they've played three weeks. I mean, three games in this week. Um, so Chicho obviously is going to have some tired legs. Uh, put Musim, who who's a bit more fresh. Um, so it's fine to to have that rotation. You know, you don't put Chicho in danger of getting an injury, especially with the physical team like Cincinnati in their back line. Um, they were, you know, pushing him, tackling him when when Chicho was trying to get the ball. So um, that, it's a it's a normal sub for me. But yeah, when you put Moose in, um, he's an enigma to me. Sometimes he misses just sitters, easy easy goals. Um, but then this this one was a banger who with his left foot and you know he, he megs the defender when when he shoots it. Um, so. He always, you know, tries to get a goal or gets a goal when he gets put in. Um, a lot of MLS teams would like to have a striker like that. Uh, we have the luxury of having him come off the bench for us, you know, um, maybe fighting for that for that starting spot if if he keeps the hot hands. But, you know, Vela starts that play, uh, gives it to Blessing, also came off the bench, you know, back to Vela and then Vela to Moose. So Vela uh, keeps on racking assists, keeps on racking goal contribution, and Moose, the striker, does what he has to do and puts him in the back of the net. Yeah, look, we had, we had a comment here from Andy. He says, Gio has been on the give, give Moose more minute wave for a few seasons now. Uh, yes, every every ever since I, I got a chance to talk to and just hearing him in the press calls the last few seasons, uh, one thing that I took away from Danny Mosevsky, he's a player that really believes in himself, but not just that. He also puts in the work, and he has two things that I really like about athletes that, you know, it's like it's the mentality, but also the, the work rate. And you're seeing, you know, this past week, you know, you, you who would have thought, you know, he would have scored three goals in, in, in two games. Uh, but this one, he, he scored the game winning goal for him. We have seen him uh, last season. Him and Chicho had a, had a had a connection for for, for for a bit, you know, when they were when they were when they were bouncing, bouncing around things last season. But to me, to me, Danny Masovsky, uh maybe, maybe not in, with the LAFC. But to me, Danny Masovsky is a starter in MLS. And the oh, yeah. reason I say maybe, maybe not is because you have Chicho Arango uh, with LAFC, right? So to me, I, I've seen enough of Danny Masovsky. If another team needed a starting number nine, to me, I, I think Danny, I, I wholeheartedly believe Danny Masovsky could 
but be that guy. And I also think he has a skill to potentially be in the golden boot race to win it. It's a whole nother thing, but he has those attributes. He has those skills to be that type of player in the MLS. Um, and now it just gets tricky because you got Chicharango, you have uh, uh, Mahala, you know, Brian Rodriguez, who's injured, you know, uh, who's, uh, who's the other winger? Tajuri. Um, you have Tajuri, uh, you know, and then you, you see also Cal Jennings with the depth as well. So there's a lot of pieces, not saying that uh, by any means will I count him out. I just see there's so many things. I think he will have to go on a hot streak that it's almost like, yo, you got to you gotta be able to start me or anything like that. Look, I, I just think up top, LSU has a, has really like an embarrassment of riches of who they could choose with, you know, plug and play uh, for Steve Sherono, which is I, I think is great. But I think also credit goes to Danny Masowski and the work he's been doing because I don't know his contract or anything like that. But if this is – Let's say if he only has a season with LAFC or anything, unless he wants to stay with LAFC. To me, he's a starter in this league, a consistent starter. He's proven it time and time again. And it's always special when you see him, you know, score these type of goals and everything like that. Um, but we'll, we'll have to see what, what what his future holds with LAFC because he is a very, very promising player to me. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's been fighting for that spot. You know, he, in the press conferences, like you said, he he wants to be a starter. He fights for that that spot. Um, he kind of sounded unhappy when he would be loaned out to the lights, but you know, he would always go and do his best there, um, and produce produce when he would would be at the lights. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's he always scores as a striker. You always need to score. Um, yeah, and I mean, if like you said, if this is his last year in the contract, uh, he could go walking into any other team in MLS and and be the starter next season. Um, or easily fight for that for that spot, um, but yeah, I mean, it just speaks to the to the depth that LAFC and JT um, and Dolo have have up front. You know, they've built a team that has so many answers off the bench offensively, um, and anyone that comes in can can score and be a threat. Um, Moose is definitely you know a seasoned vet in MLS now, not his first year. Um, has adapted well and knows when to make his runs or or when to hold the ball um, and finds his spots. And, and, you know, with a player like Vela next to, next to you, it'll definitely be easier for you to get the ball. Yeah. Look, uh, there's a quote right here pulled up. It says, anytime you can score a game winning goal, that's a special uh, feeling. Obviously it's Danny Musevsky. And let, let's go ahead and play the clip. Um, you could score a game winning goal. You know, that's a, that's a special feeling as a player. You know, Vela, quickly into the middle now. Shot goal! Vela feeds Musoski, and the moose is loose in Cincinnati. I think anytime you could score. Obviously, it's just replaying, but I, I, I mean, another thing, he has a, a pretty cool nickname. Uh, obviously, Moose Musoski. Uh, he has everything to me that 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 has the qualities, like I said. So uh, I'm very interested to see how his career goes within the MLS or where, wherever he decides. Uh, either move on or grow with LAFC because I, I think it's going to be uh, a really, really uh, spectacular career. Um, let, let's let's talk about what you – because coming into this game, LAFC had a lot of question marks, injuries. Uh, Mamadou Fall, he was not able to play this game. Uh, you, I think Henry started with, uh, with uh, Jesus Murillo. What were your thoughts with all the different things going into – obviously, it's FC Cincinnati – not not the not the toughest of opponents, but they still got the, the the result, which is the most important thing. What were your overall thoughts with a lot of the you know the pieces in motion? Well, yeah, I mean, especially when you play midweek in the U.S. Open Cup, uh, rotation is always a question. Um, but the squad against the U.S. Open Cup was heavily rotated. Uh, when Daniel Henry went off at halftime, I expected him to make the start against Cincy. 
Uh, that was, I think, Dolo's plan to keep him fresh. But you know, he also he, he goes down with an injury, um, and Ibiaka gets gets his gets his time to play. Um, both get a yellow card. Um, you know, show the physicality that that they bring uh, to the table. But yeah, Mamadou uh, suspended. Tajiri Shradi have a calf injury or, or a quad injury, and you know, Brian is still still out with no no returnable timeline um, yet. I think set. So you know. It was just going to be who's going to play up top, or how thin is is you know the substitutions and rotations up top going to be? Because it's only Vela, Chicho, Moose, and and Opoku. You know, gladly or thankfully, you know, Moose goes in and scores. But um, the midfield stayed the same, um, and the back line with Escobar coming off, I think that was interesting keeping Ryan in, um, especially after Escobar started um, in midweek. But I think they're trying to be safe with with his minutes coming back. Um, but I think the team missed fall. Um, regardless of, of, of winning um, and not being able to get broken down in the Cincy goal. But, you know, Paul just brings, I don't know, energy, charisma, confidence. He brings it all. And I think the team missed it a bit this weekend. Yeah. And look, if we're going to be honest, I really feel that I'm glad that the LAC got the three points, but I also felt like they were also, I mean, part of the sports also, also luck, but I felt like they got lucky um, with the result uh, because there was a couple of times that, uh, FC Cincinnati could have could have scored and could have made it or one or uh, you know could have even up the goal uh, or even up the game. But I, I look, I, I think they 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 fought through enough and they've been through enough uh, in that game to prove that like or you know sometimes luck is just on your side. That like hey you got you got to you got to walk away uh, with with the three points because that's what you want to do, especially playing a, a, a team that is not does not have the similar uh, quality that you do on paper, right? Everything kind of goes out the window once you start to play. Uh, but yeah, I think that was a very big win for LAFC, the way they they, they were able to perform, traveled all the way to Ohio, do that. And now they come back at home this weekend. They're going to play uh, Minnesota. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts going into this weekend? Because look, May is a very, very busy schedule. You, there's a lot of games going in. There's going to be a U.S. Open Cup as well. Um, so against Portland, you got, look, look, this is a schedule. I got it right here. May 1st, uh, against Minnesota, May 7th. Uh, let me just pull it up here. So the people watching, they can, they can also see. So May 7th, you got, uh, Philadelphia at home, like three, three home games, which is amazing. U.S. Open Cup against the Portland Timbers on May 10th. Uh, you know, May 14th, you got, you travel to Colorado back at home against, uh, Austin and Columbus. So that's so far. Right now, the schedule, how, how busy the schedule looks in May. Uh, and then you fi- you finish it off May 28th uh, with San Jose. What are your thoughts when you see all those games in the schedule? Those are seven big games. Those are seven competitive games. There's seven teams that, you know, you wouldn't really write off as a as an easy easy dub, um, especially with the Timbers and, and the difficulty LAFC has had as of late um, playing them. Um, Minnesota was, you know, was a team that that we struggled against last season. Uh, Philly is second in the Supporter Shield. Um, Colorado, you're playing in the altitude. Austin, who's on a hot streak right now, um, in second. And then you have to go go travel to Ohio, which is you know far and never easy. Um, but you know it's going to be squad rotation from Dolo. Uh, what games he prioritizes, and if the team can stay healthy, you know Brian needs to come back. Uh, Ismail needs to come back. That's depth up top. Um, all dangerous options that you know, keeps teams on their toes. But if, you know, they can't come back physically already, then teams can, you know, prepare a bit easier or, or you know, with, with less uh, caution from from who's who's going to be able to play up top for LAFC. 
Uh, defensively, I think we're fine. Defensively, I think we have enough depth um, in the midfield. You know, if Ilya or Acosta pick up uh, maybe more yellows, that could be a, a you know interesting uh, thing to see who who comes who comes in. But overall, it's the jam packed schedule and rotations are going to be key. Yeah, no. Look, I'm, I'm looking at uh, obviously there's they're all important games, but uh, you know obviously May 10th is is a big one because uh, you know <clears throat> you when you keep move you move on with uh, with uh, the U.S. Open Cup. Um, that's a big game, you know, and it's and it comes three days right after uh, you know playing Philadelphia at home, um, and so it's gonna you know it's gonna be interesting because there's the good thing is they got a lot, a lot of players and you can move the you also have the rotation. But another game that I'm also looking is the May 18th one because you, uh, May 18th, if we look at the stands currently, LAC sitting in first place with 19 points. Austin FC sitting in 17 points with, uh, with second place. That to me is going to be uh, a big, big game because um, there's so much, there, there's so much that could be up, up for grabs. You know, I really want to see uh, how good this Austin FC is. Team. How good is Andy's team? Look, he's, I know he's going to be there May 18th. He says, damn right. Uh, in the in the chat, but yeah, I want to see how good uh, this Austin FC team is because I think if we're looking at the cream of the crop, it has to be LAC when it comes when it comes to MLS when it comes to the Western Conference, and I want to see how these two match up uh, because I've seen a little bit of Austin FC, but I I, I really want to see if they're for real when they when they come to Los Angeles. What what are your thoughts, JP? Yeah, I mean they're playing hot. They've been able to beat teams, come back also from behind, score tremendous amount of goals. Um, and when they're at home, they're powerful. Um, but, you know, they're going to come to the bank, and the bank is not a place where you could just walk in and, and dominate uh, this team, especially, you know, with the 32 You hear that, Andy? So, I don't know. I, I, last time I heard checked, you know, Andy's a, a Revs fan. So, I don't know. He's switching sides because they're not doing too well. But, you know, <laughs> it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be the fight for first place um, come May 18th for that West Western spot. And, you see if, if Austin is for reals, um, because that's going to be a, the biggest test for, for them. Uh, maybe not for LAFC. LAFC's test is always going to be, you know, Seattle and, and Carson. Yeah, he says, I might have to hang out in the stands with my Austin FC kit that day. I hope you do. I hope you do. I don't, I w- I don't want to see you in the press box. I hope you sit down there. And if, if your team loses, good. Good. You got to paint his face green. You got to paint his face green. <laughs> Be a super fan. Yeah, you should paint. You should. Yeah, you should. We should. We should do like a little friendly bet. Is if often FC loses, we'll we'll have to think about something. Maybe maybe people in the chat can help us out with a little a little little friendly bet. You know, a friendly gesture. If they win, you know, we do something. If they lose, we don't do anything. You know, it's only it's only if they lose. We'll we'll, we'll do it that way. We'll stack the cards on our side. Of course, of course. <laughs> Um, but yeah, l- l- let's let's talk about obviously um, the rumblings about Carlos Vela. Um, you know, uh, you know, there's there's um, there's things out there that are being said that he he's they've either come close to you know to finalizing a deal or they already have. Uh, to me, I've seen Carlos Vela point, uh, post uh, on his Instagram more about LAFC than he has uh, in a long time. Um, so that to me, he shows he's happy. Um, shows that he's loving LA. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, I think he's staying, and I think that's a big thing. I think that's a big thing, uh, whether one, whatever they want to announce it or whatever. I mean, this is Carlos Villa's Instagram. He's there with his uh, with his kids. I think his oldest there. Um, I think this was against Orange County. Yeah, if we look in the, against Orange County, 
Um, Vela, uh, he went from being a player that, you know, either deactivated his Instagram account to now having to back up and, you know, posting about LAFC. He wasn't really posting about LAFC last year. To me, he looks happy. To me, he's coming back. To me, I think I don't know for how long, but I think he's he's definitely going to stay here for the rest of the season. Um, you know, now we just have to find out the details. But what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think there's been some reports, you know, some rumblings that that he's going to stay. Um, it's good as done. I think he's going to stay as a DP until next season minimum. Um, maybe he drops down to a TAM by the time Griezmann is available. You know his friend Griezmann. Uh, Griezmann. Griezmann. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. You know <laughs> he might drop down just just to you know play with Greasy, but you know who doesn't want a player like Vela? Um, you know he he's posting now. He seems happy. He is happy. He's contributing to goals. It doesn't always need to be the bangers we're accustomed to or the hat tricks. Um, you know assists are fine. Opening spaces up for these guys is, is fine. You know especially when you have that much speed down the wings. Um, you know a lot of the fans. Uh, thought that the, the the hat today was was his re-signing announcement, but no, not yet. Um, but I think Vela stays. I think it's safe to say that he has enough talent and quality to be a DP until next year. So that's not a complaint um, or a negative to to, to his him resigning. Um, I mean, he's he's a superstar. Whether whether anybody wants doesn't like it or not, he's still the best player in this league when fit, when healthy, and currently he is. Yeah, look, uh, when it comes to Carlos Vela, I think anytime you you have a happy Carlos Vela and he's posting that, that literally points uh, all signs that he that him and LAFC have come to some type of agreement or they're on the same page at least. Uh, uh, we can say that. Um, and yeah, and I I think then you start looking for the for the other. You only have to look for one DP. You don't have to look for two DPs. Assuming you know, we're assuming that Carlos Vela stays. Now we have to see whether or not they'll use IDP. And I know we talked about last week that they don't necessarily have to use a P even though they have it. Um, but we'll, we'll see uh, what ends up happening uh, with that decision. Uh, let's talk about today's signing, which uh, uh, I didn't think anybody expected it. Um, Nathan Ordaz, he's an academy player. Uh, he signed, he signed, he's the fourth homegrown player in club history. Um what are your thoughts on this? Uh, because I think it's spectacular. You keep getting more and more homegrowns. Uh, I think that but you eventually want to see them get to the first team, but it's always good to sign these homegrowns. Uh, what are your thoughts on this signing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that shocked the people in the morning. You know, I, I, I opened Twitter and I saw that and I was like, what's, what's going on? Um, and especially when it's a domestic, maybe a trade. Um, or something, or, or a lights player coming coming over. But no, you know, it's a homegrown. I have not seen um, Nathan play. I, I cannot, you know, comment on, on what he can do and can't do from what I've seen. But, you know, when El Salvador, the U.S., and Mexico all are, are calling you up, um, you know, for their U-20 camps, it just it's just a positive. You know, he has to be a good player. Um, and, you know, I think what, was, what caught my eye is, you know, when the picture of him signing, um, Garces was there. And I think that's the first time that you've really seen Garces um, in a team post. You know, I think this is him. Uh, Garces, you know, said we need to give him a homegrown contract. He liked what he saw. I think Garces can can try to develop him um, to the best of his abilities. And I think this is that's what Garces was was brought here for. Um, so that's the first the first sign of Garces's work. And you know, this is just uh, showing that the academy can play. And the academy can develop players. Uh, I think you know they have two or three more that are gonna come through that pipeline really soon, um, and the two other Salvadorians that that are getting called up. Um, so the the academy is you know 
producing talent and Nathan is, is the first um, testimony of that as of late. Yeah, look, <clears throat> congrats to Nathan. I also have not seen him play, but I think it's also a big moment whenever you do sign that uh, that contract. Obviously, LAC made a big, big announcement of it. You saw a couple um, posts and everything like that. So it's always good to, to see that, to, to get that recognition and to see that the goal is obviously, like I said, to put, eventually get there to the first team. We've seen Christian Torres, but we haven't seen a, a central staple. Look, it takes a long time to get to that point, but we'll see. But I think whenever you have the motion going, I think it's really good. So, but with that said, I, I think we kind of covered everything uh, we needed to cover uh, this weekend. Um, but yeah, look, everybody uh, that hopped in the chat, thank you guys for hopping on. Thank you uh, for for hanging out with us. And also, there's been people that have been asking about the the LA Soccer Hub shirts. I'm uh, I'm gonna make them available on Instagram. So if you guys are interested, I'll make them available on Instagram to be able to uh, whether you're listening to this, check on the Instagram on LA Soccer Hub. And I'll post the T-shirts so they they can be available for purchase if you like to purchase one. If you don't, no weather, no 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 problem or anything like that. So for JP, uh, I want to thank you for hopping on. For everybody in the chat, this is Jill. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.